0: got a message on our digi light line from ivy who says hi dr joel can you explain what my doctor means by psychosomatic Hmm. he says this is causing my headaches and sick feeling but it's real i'm not faking it can you help me understand
1: Okay. So psychosomatic is this term we use when the psychological stresses that we're feeling. So let's say you're depressed or anxious or stressed out or whatever it is, right? manifests itself physically. Very common ones are things like, you know, the headache one that I just mentioned. Other mm-hmm. things are like backaches and pains and you know, uh, neck aches and things like that, right? right? And so the idea here is that because your body feels or your body reacts to the feelings that you have or the thoughts that you have, it starts um, you know, reacting, right? So that means that for example, if you are our mind perceives that we're in a stressful situation like let's say the COVID-19 lockdown and things like Mm -hmm. that for example naturally our body will go into a tense fight or flight mode because you know it's a very natural biological animal reaction right Mm. so that's what they mean by psychosomatic your body reacts physically to a psychological stressor in that sense and I agree with you I think it's absolutely real I don't think it's uh, fake or anything that it's not because a lot of people do experience things like this but Mm. the manner in which you go about uh, treating it or overcoming that it's not so much to tackle the physical aspect because, I mean, you can, but it's very symptomatic relief. You're not tackling the core issue, which is the psychological stress, for example, and things like that. So I assume if your doctor said that, that means, you know, perhaps you're going through a lot of stress, for example, or something's bugging you and things like that. And the the instance you are able to look at and resolve whatever psychological issues you're going through, then the chances are good that the psychosomatic uh, symptoms will then go away as well.
0: So doc, are you saying, so (laughs) for example, you know, you're so stressed, your baseline level of stress is already so high that Mm-hmm. you know headaches are being triggered for it. we use this as an example the mm-hmm. headache is real and can require you to take headache medication because the pain's yep. already there but at yep. the same yep. time you need to actually realize stress is causing this and actually tackle that and thereby you'll get less headache triggers or less yep. severe headaches and the yep. more you help that core issue you yep. might not even get headaches anymore
1: Exactly right, exactly right. right. So a good uh, analogy to this would be like the peat fires that we had a few years back in near Supang, right?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So there was a fire, they're trying to put it out but you can't because the fire is under, like almost underground or oh, like, under, it's under the soil kind of thing, right? Right. So... You're pouring water under the fire. You're you're treating the symptom, so to speak, in inverted commas, but the underlying problem is underneath the surface. So you need to tackle that in order to eradicate the fire, so to speak.
0: Okay, Doc, this is an anonymous message on the DigiLight line. Uh, This person says, Lately, I'm realizing uh, I'm holding my breath. Sometimes I only notice when I start to panic from not breathing. Sometimes I notice before it gets panicky. I can't stop it, but it's causing me uh, worry and embarrassing because I have to take loud noisy breath after holding oh I can imagine oh you mean she's
2: involuntarily she's just holding her breath yeah Oh,
0: and I guess you know, when you've been doing that for a while, because like I've done that sometimes, just Mm -hmm. you know, when you're when I'm normally threading something, I (laughs) hold my breath and then I realize Mm -hmm. I better breathe, (gasps) you know, so I can imagine what she means by it loudly uh, afterwards. What's what's going Mm -hmm. on here?
1: Usually, when there are disruptions to your breathing patterns like this, it's normally a stress, anxiety, stress, uh, you know, stress, anxiety reaction, basically, right? So, you know, how when we get uh, we perceive a threat, you know, obviously, in the way, way back when it's your tigers and elephants and and, and bears and stuff like that, your body naturally goes into this fight or flight mode, right? Where you're preparing to either run away or to 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 fight off the animal, or right, to clear the stressor. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. fast forward to now, you know, you don't have that same kind of bears and tigers anymore, right? I mean, you can go to zoo but they're not the scariest things in the world. Right? Our bears and tigers nowadays are like COVID, um, exams, mm-hmm. uh, bosses, and things like that. So I think, but again, our body are, is uh, an animal, right? It's a machine, right? So whenever we perceive stress, our body reacts to it, right? So destruction. Options to breeding cycle basically means that you know you are either. Your body is preparing to get into that fight or flight mode. So, potentially, what's happening is that you know how when you are um, being stalked by a predator or whatever it is, right? You might get into this situation where you freeze because you're trying to avoid detection or you're trying to not right. be uh, looked at, right? For example. So, mm. that could be one of the reactions you're going through, right? Wow. So, one way to over- to compensate for this one is that every time you enter a stressful situation, um, start your breathing technique, start your breathing exercises and things like that. So, you almost anticipate uh, it happening, right? So, that way, right. your breathing is more. More uh, you're conscious about it, and then you can um, make sure that that doesn't happen as often in that sense.
2: How bad does it get that? Like, could you pass out from not breathing? No.
1: No, you won't because I think naturally, because your body is in this tense kind of mode, right? And you're wanting to, like, say, like fight or flight. So the natural bodily response is not to, shh, like, make you pass out and then, you know, eventually, even if you have bears and tigers, you'll die, right? Because you pass out, right? So it's not, it's actually mm-hmm. getting into a heightened state, right? It's getting ready to exert some strong physical activity. So the chance of you passing out is quite low, it can feel like that. It can feel like very scary and stuff like that. But that panting that Nesha mentioned just now, I think that's a good example of your body reacting towards it. Right, Doc.
0: This is a message from jen on our did you like line who's written to say i have been having very scary dreams for the past few months where Mm. i'm either killing people in my Mm. dreams or being hunted like the predator movies sounds Mm. silly but i'm a grown man late 30s and it's scary is something wrong with me for having such violent dreams
1: dreams is a normal part of our brains processes of trying to rest and relax and recharge itself so that that part is not That's not abnormal. And typically, when we have a recurrent theme of dreams, uh, that usually suggests that you know when you're, you're stressed out about something or you know, there's something preoccupying your mind and when mm-hmm. you go to sleep at night that's the last thing you go to sleep with la. let's say exams or KPI meetings or whatever it is that you're going for right? and mm-hmm. as a result um, it carries over to your dream la. you know you continue on that thought or that idea that you had before you sleep, sleep you went a bed and, and you dream about it la. now in terms of the content of the dreams now that one is more for debate la. I think there's lots of different theories about it some people who do things like sleep analysis for example like from the psych. Dynamic uh, feels la, would suggest suggest that perhaps that it's a show of aggression or that you know there is someone aggressing or showing aggression towards you. That's why you're being hunted la. So there's this um power struggle going on perhaps. Other people might say, hey, it's just um, a, a natural series of irrational ideas like, that you're having like that turns like you know, it's just your brain putting together certain images and because you've had it, it's so distressing. You think about it more and the more you think about it then you have more dreams about it. Like, that turns like right. Mm. So I think at this point, Jana, I wouldn't be too worried about the dreams, but, but I probably would sit down and just have a think about what's going on in my life right now, like, to see whether there's anything that's uh, that sticks out that's significant. That could probably suggest or give some ideas why you're having that kind of dreams. Like, it's a amazing that those uh, two. Jen
2: remembered the dream because it must have been a pretty strong impact. Like sometimes I have bad dreams, yeah. But after like I don't know, once I wake up and I start doing stuff, I completely forget it. Right. Yeah.
1: Always yeah. Oh, repeating so often like that. It's just you know, it's like you, you don't know it already Same it, yeah, yeah, you can predict what's gonna happen and things All like
0: right. that. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I actually was reading in a, a fascinating book about dreams that talks about the fact that. Um, you know our body shows stresses in certain ways but our dreams do that as well but they're sort of it's the symbols mm. of it so it's kind of like um that essence of, of of you feeling sort of unsafe is what's being translated and this is the yep. closest thing imagery your mind can come up with to sort of go exactly. hey we're not feeling safe in our in our day-to-day uh, world right what do you, you
2: mm. mean our subconscious is trying to tell you something?
1: Mm, sort of Kind of I mean It's not that you don't know You probably know it But it's either You are denying it Or you're avoiding it You know That kind of thing right? So it, your your brain Tries to make sense of it Because like, it's not A fully fleshed out idea When you're right. awake And conscious So your
2: brain's trying to so, Tell you to like, do something about it
1: Yeah Do something about it Or make you aware about it But because it's dreams It's so random It's hard sometimes To interpret it Accurately like.
2: mm.
0: So we got a message on the DigiLightline from Agnes, who says, good morning, doctor. My son is 17 years old and refuses to go back to school. His father and I want him to go back to finish his studies, but he says he doesn't feel safe. But father is getting impatient because he has to go back to work and says our son also has to go back. Who to convince and how? Oh, that's Mm. a tall order.
1: Yeah, that's a rough one. Um, And I think one of the questions I have is, um, is he 17, like, in Form 5? Or is he 17, like, going to go to college, like, in transition? Right, right, okay. That's a tough one, right? So, assuming he's uh, finished school, and then he's about to enter university and college, I think that's always a... It's a fork in the road. I think a lot of us will need to decide what is your career progression, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Well, I mean, not for the rest of your life, but for now, the immediate future Um, And I think there's a lot of people saying things like, oh, university degrees are a mandatory kind of think you need to have it but is it really i think sometimes you have to think about um you know it's also quite beneficial to get a technical skill or learn the trade for example and things like that so that can be quite beneficial mm. so i think what's interesting in that conversation or that, that message that we got was um that idea about fear like you know he says he's afraid of going back to school afraid of his safety mm. la, right yeah so if we parlay this back into a high school setting, so let's say this is a form five or year twelve kind of thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder what's going on. Is he being bullied? Is there some mm-hmm. sort of um situation where in school where he feels unsafe? For example, is it the, the teachers yeah. or the administration? Is it COVID? Is?
0: is it COVID even? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, maybe COVID as well. Yeah. Um, because I think the, but to be fair, the, I think the decision to start school again has been reset or something. As we push sure back, so
2: on. Lord knows he yeah. might never have to go back to school in that case. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Correct,
1: correct. So I think we need to really understand where the fear. Is coming from right um, because if I extrapolate it even further sometimes people do have this situation where they start um, inadvertently self-handicapping because they're afraid of the future they don't want to mm. fail at something so a good way to not fail is to not start right? so, he, so might, he might be
2: afraid of SPM you think
1: yeah SPM or life in general oh. right so if I don't continue okay. with life or I stop here for now I freeze this moment then I don't ever have to fail in life for example I mean talking existentially mm. of course so I think we need to understand where the fear is coming from before we can see how we can help the like so
2: what does this mean He needs to seek therapy Or of parents just talk to him And find out what the fear is about
1: Yeah I think therapy Is definitely an option I mean you know uh, Somewhere down the road If it's something that it Could be helpful mm. Then please consider But I think If the lines of communication Are open enough Between parent and child I think that's something That we can uh, pursue for now
0: comes written into The did you like line Saying not sure If this is a mind matter or not But my girlfriend thinks so Which is why I'm asking <laughs> oh, Poor guy uh, I don't I don't like people To walk up Or come up behind me I jump And I don't like the feeling so mm. I always feel tense and shout it doesn't happen if I'm in a crowd only with a few people around afterwards I feel edgy for a while before I'm okay again
1: I, I think that's probably a psychological thing and it's probably an anxiety thing right I okay. think um, you know as human beings generally speaking we like to be in control la. we need like to know what's happening by and large you know of course some things we can't be but by and large we like to be in control and things like that la. so you know, I think it's quite interesting that you say it specifically only in um, when there's not many people around Around. like in big crowds mm. you're okay so i think what's happening is that in big crowds you're sort of kind of being um inundated like with so many people around you so then it, it goes away the anxiety goes away naturally like. mm. um, but when there's a it's a small crowd or it's a quiet room and someone comes up from behind you then it's probably your anxiety is flaring up like you know whether i'm getting attacked or not and things like that like. so it's a good chance that has to do with something about you know ideas for safety perhaps or, or mm. being able to take care of yourself and things like that so mm. that's probably something you want to explore with a therapist and see how we can manage mm. that a bit. La. To be fair, I think the good thing going for you is that it's not in all situations, very specific situations, which is great, right? Mm. So it's not too um, overwhelming like things like that. La. So I think what you can do also is that in the in the interim, um, if, if you don't want to see a therapist, right, you can go online and read up on some simple relaxation techniques so that when you do get that fright and then you have that... Um, time where you uh, de-escalate or calm down, you can do those Mm. techniques and make sure you get calmer faster, quicker, better as well. Right. So then Mm. it doesn't stay for too long. Something you can try.
0: Doc, does it work if, for example, you have this and say, you know, you're 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 standing at the stove and you're cooking and stuff. Rather than, you know, I call it jump scare, kind of having that jump scare moment where, you know, you can't hear someone coming up and suddenly they start talking Mm -hmm. to you and, ah, you know, you go, is it something that would help if you were to ask the people around you that you live with and everything to make more noise further away so that you know that they're coming?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that could be helpful. Um, you know, like th- that's why we put like bells and stuff on on uh, our pets, right? So at least we know where. <laughs> I they can see
2: the husband having a bell on his. <laughs> no, well,
1: no loud But like what, like what I just said, like no, um, don't don't pad around silently. You know, just right. say, oh, I'm coming in or whatever this, which mm-hmm. is great. But I think that's useful for small households. Like, you know, if you're talking about an office, you can't ask your colleagues or your bosses to do that for you. you
0: that's know? true. Can, can we yeah. all have cowbells? I have a 20 cowbells order, please. Technically, is this a
2: phobia? Because I remember, like, actually, you, you uh, talked to me about hit, uh, <laughs> hypnotherapy and, and this kind, of, kind of stuff, right? Mm. Is it possible that someone, when this person was much, much younger, someone scared him and then it just stayed with him? And then every time someone does How's that, school? he just freaks out.
1: Yeah, it possible.
0: Doesn't sound like a typical phobia, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it could happen, love, but I think probably it's anxiety, definitely. Love.